My name is Ray Park, you may know me as playing Darth Maul in Phantom Menace, Bone Wars, and also Solo and Star Wars Story. You're listening to Star Wars Stuff Podcast, the force is strong with you all. And remember, sit walk. Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian, letting you all know you are listening to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Wishing everybody all the best, and may the force be with you. May the force be with you! What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast, where we talk about all things Star Wars. My name is Zach. Hey, I'm Retro Ray. We got some fun stuff to talk about, more comics, and then introducing some new stuff that's going to be coming out later this year. So take it away, Zach. Yeah, absolutely. You're going to be uh, you're going to be seeing a little bit more of me and Ray here. But first, we'd like to start with our Patreon supporters. On the purple tier, we got Hayden Hauser. Uh, Darth Ace One, Liam McCallion, Texas Vader 76, Chris Simpson, Kevin Leininger, Devin McCaffrey, Drew Peters, and Zach Netzel. Uh, the red tier, we got Fenrir 526, Maya Morris. And on the black tier, we have Maka Tawatala, Nathan Shank, and Evan O'Paker. Uh, we just want to say thank you so much to all our patrons for providing support for us. Um, it helps us uh, provide uh, things to talk about on the on the podcast and um helps gets us to specific places to cover specific things star wars related and we couldn't do it without you guys and uh, as you guys can tell we're doing things a little different without david today uh david's got some stuff going on outside of the podcast and ray and i are kind of taking over today to cover cover some comics and talk about some some upcoming things in the star wars world um from the comic side of things and we're trying to trying to implement this a little bit more into the podcast and we're, we're slowly getting the ball rolling here but we're both very excited to to talk more about comics with you guys. Well, what about the news that came out today that is all over the internet? Oh man, what are you talking about, Ray? <laughs> I've got no idea what you're talking about. And so I, I'm trying to remember what the exact title is because I just saw Chief and I was like, oh my gosh, he's a chief. That's that's fantastic. That's what you need. It's um, yeah. So his title, what they're saying he is his chief chief creator officer of Lucasfilms. Yeah, it's, I mean, I put that on my Instagram story and I'm like, it's about dang time. It's a Thanksgiving miracle. I mean, it's, I think Ahsoka, I don't, I don't want to say Ahsoka was a test run for Dave Filoni from Bob Iger. I think he was good to be in that position years ago at this point, but I'm glad he got there and it's super exciting to see what, what might come from that. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, in my honest opinion, you know, Lucas trusted him way back when. He let he let him bring in these characters that were new characters and create this story arc, you know, that was based in the, of course, cartoon series. But whoever thought that would transition to live action, yeah. And not only that, to bring, you know, and this is the thing that you know about these cartoons. You've got a lot of people. You know, I'm 47 years old. I still watch cartoons. It doesn't matter. Um, but the point is, is he, even though they're cartoons, the stories he wrote and the stuff he put together is so great. If, if you guys have not seen this stuff, you have to go back and watch it. Um, but I trust Filoni. I can't wait to see what he's going to do and where he's going to take it to that next level. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on the news today. I was so excited today. Yeah, I was I was very excited to see that myself. I was sitting at my desk at work and I'm like, hold on, everything that's going on needs to take a pause for a second while I have my little internal celebration because I mean I think it's a huge step in the right direction. And like you were talking about how George Lucas saw a twinkle in Dave's eye that a lot of people might not have seen at the time. It's it's really showing now and 
especially at this last celebration, I listened to a panel where Dave Filoni was talking about how he gets to train his up and coming, I guess you could say protégés, kind of like how George poured into him. He's pouring into other people to create content, to keep Star Wars going and reaching different audiences. And I mean, Disney has always, well, not, not Disney. Disney has done this in a way, but Star Wars has always taken risks with technology and being bold and doing something new first like with this animation for the clone wars it was it was very not streamlined and they made it streamlined and i don't know it's crazy it took a little getting used to at first when i first saw that style of cartoons yeah i was kind of like it's different i don't know how i feel about it but it grew on me and i really enjoyed it so and then if you look at the most recent Star Wars, I can't remember what, what the series is called. but The Tales of the Jedi? No, the one before that where it takes place. They're like on a, an old, I forgot the name, the Resistant part oh, of Oh, the Resistant show? Yes. That yeah. one. That one was a different also spin on the cartoon, you know, yeah. series, the, yeah. the artwork and stuff. But I liked it too. I mean, the stories were cool. I like the voice actors. I'm big into voice actors as well. So yeah, same here. I can watch it and I could pinpoint who's doing that voice or vice versa. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's there's so much that's the the world has expanded. Let's put it that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot that's coming out on Disney Plus, and I know Colin talks about it. We talk about it. David talks about it. We're excited to get Star Wars back in the theater, and I think Dave Filoni can can be the guy to to pull all the pieces that are out there together to create one massive epic story for us to go see in the cinema. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what are we going to be talking about today? What issue are we starting off with, sir? So we got uh, the Thrawn comic here. Um, I've got my physical. I believe we got a couple pictures for those who are watching us uh, on Patreon or wherever this is uploaded. So kind of trying to figure that out. But we we're covering the last three issues of the Thrawn comic adaptation of um, uh, one of the more recent Timothy Zahn canon novels. Um, and we've covered the first three issues over the past probably six weeks or so. We've taken a little bit of a hiatus just because. There's been other things we've wanted to talk about. And like we were talking about a little earlier, Ray and I are kind of starting to roll out a little bit more of the comic book coverage um, coming up here. So um, I guess we'll start with you, Ray, for for issue four, where we pick up. Um, what are what are your overall thoughts on, on this issue? Well, before we start that, don't forget, guys, join Patreon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a cool interview that me and Zach did this past Sunday that you guys may want to listen to that you can't listen to here. But yeah. anyway, going back to Thrawn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, it's basically, it introduces Thrawn, how he moves up in the ranks. That's what I took from it. I kind of like the more backstory. Um, now, mind you, we don't get a lot of the action stuff, but we get to see behind the scenes of what's going on in the Empire and how Th- Thrawn thinks and stuff like that. Um, this issue, I liked it. It got me intrigued more. Um, and of course, you know, the we get introduced to some new aliens or creatures. So I liked it overall. The artwork was great. Uh story was great. What it what it what it came out of it for you? What did you what caught your eye? Yeah, I well, I guess I mean there's elements in the Empire that we've seen before that kind of get um 
amplified a little bit in this this issue how Thrawn is making bold moves and making good plays for the Empire. Um, I mean, the rest of the galaxy might not see it that way, but he's doing what he can to climb the ranks. And there's other officers and people that are higher ranking than him trying to take credit for what he's doing to look good to the Emperor. And it's it's interesting how Thrawn kind of plays that to his advantage a little bit because he knows the people who need to see what he's doing, see what he's doing. And the people who try to take credit for what he's doing, I mean, it doesn't work out for them so great anyhow, but it's, it's, it's interesting to see that, you know, the empire, I, I always think of the Republic, like you compare the empire to the Republic and how you have these noble leaders that are, you know, trying to do good by the organization they're involved with, but the empire, it's kind of a dog eat dog world. And everyone's trying to climb to the top of this ladder. Not everybody has a ladder to climb on and, some people are trying to climb other people's ladders, and I don't know if that's making sense to you, but that's- oh no, you're, you're you're right on you're right on there, man. It's like they don't care. It's like they're they're gonna take you down along the way if they need be. Yeah, it kind of reminded me. I don't know if you saw the current hunger the current Hunger Game series. Yes, yes. Kind of the one scene where uh, they're asking, "Did you write this letter to present the new way to present Hunger Games?" and they tell the girl to stick the hand in the the, the snake the, pit. It's the snake pig, right? Yeah. And even though she knows she didn't write this, she commits to it. Yeah, she commits to it, and that's exactly what they do here in the Empire. People yes. are willing to step on somebody, even they know they didn't do something, to try to get the credit for what you know they did. So I really that's the one thing I do like about the story and this stuff. It's it's so ah man, it's crazy. And, and yeah. the thing is too, it's it's also in the real world currently. So it's taking it even though this is a comic it still takes from the real world experiences that you know you see i see you know what i mean yeah absolutely and the picture that we have up right now that is the cover for issue four but it is also the front cover for the graphic novel if you buy the six issue uh i guess little combined booklet volume uh, however you want to call it and um it shows a little bit how i mean we've shown this picture a few times but tarkin is kind of inadvertently eyes for the emperor. I mean, the emperor has tabs on a lot of stuff, almost everything that's going on. And Tarkin is almost kind of like, if you think about putting like a spy cam somewhere and, you know, those are your eyes for wherever you're looking. I feel like Tarkin is so, so dedicated and committed to serving the emperor that almost anything he sees and that should be worth being reported goes to the emperor anyway. And um, it's, I, I mean, Thrawn, Thrawn's doing what he needs to do. He's making the Empire look good. He's making himself look good. He's kind of strategically making his peers look bad in a sense just because they're underperforming and he's just coming out of nowhere and taking these like different... I, I mean, there's an example in this issue where there's like an uprising. Well, there's like a, there's like a group of people that are um, in control of a certain area of a planet and how he rises up against that with these people is interesting to see. Um, and he, he just, I don't know. I mean, if it's a lone wolf thing that Thrawn's trying to do, he does it well. He does well working with a team. He does well being in charge of a team. He just can kind of fit anywhere. That's what's really crazy about Thrawn as a character. He can just, I, I, I don't know. I mean, we talk about it over and over about how smart he is, how he's a master tactician, how, he quickly climbs the ranks and we get to see it here firsthand. And I'm sure it goes a little bit more in depth with it in the the novel adaptation of the story. 
but it is, it's just very cool to see that um, being part of the main focus here in issue four. Yeah. Thrawn's kind of like one of those people where they tell you, to, you got to keep a lookout, you know, like you got the one who barks a lot, you know, dog wise. And then the ones who are always quiet are the ones you got to look out for more because yeah, there's no telling what they're thinking or what they're planning because they don't let you know. They just, they do it and you don't know what to expect. And yeah. that's what, that's what Thrawn is basically is my, you know, from my opinion. But anyway, yeah. this, this issue is definitely great to read. We are recommending you pick a series up because there's going to be another series dropping. What is it? Is that Jan um, January? So, yeah, January 24, uh, the Thrawn Alliances comic adaptation is starting its run. So issue four comes out January 24 of next year. And then I believe February 28 is when issue two comes out. That is all that we know so far, I believe. So sounds like it's about once per month. Um, I'm not 100% sure how many issues are in this little mini series. I believe it'd be around five or six, kind of like what the last adaptation was um, of the, the book before. And it, I wouldn't be surprised if they're doing the entire trilogy at this point um, for the Timothy Zahn canon novels to uh, the new Disney canon. I believe um, it's been a good five years since this comic that we're currently covering came out. And now that Thrawn's been kind of, I don't want to say reintroduced, but brought back into the limelight with Ahsoka um, how that's going to kind of increase his character popularity. And I believe that's a strategic move by Marvel slash Disney for getting this comic out not too long after he's been in a series that a lot of people have seen. Yeah, I agree. Cause basically right now you've got people out there who like to read novels, who like to listen to audiobooks, but then you also got some people who don't like doing either. For and, sure. You know, the cool thing about comics is you get a cool story but then also you get to see the artwork, you know, compared yeah. to when you read a novel, you kind of have to use your imagination to see what their picture, what they're talking about here. Yes. You get to kind of see the artwork, get to see the splash pages. So it kind of, it's a different genre, but yeah. So yeah. now we're going to move on to issue five. So what are your thoughts on five, Zach? I mean, issue five kind of covers a little bit of a rescue mission for Thrawn. Um, just it's I believe him and um oh man I'm trying to remember his commander's name it's it's escaping me uh Eli Vanto um they're I believe yeah. they're going on um a rescue mission which is which is pretty cool to see yeah it kind of you get this you know, kind of the smuggler thing going on in there um but here's where you get to see Thrawn at his best and what's going to help him move up to what we see in issue six later. Yeah. Um, this. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Ray. You know, I'm just saying it basically, you kind of see the stepping stone to where we're going to get to in issue six. And mm. I kind of, it kind of left me hanging. Cause I'm like, man, what the hell is going on? It, I want to yeah. know what else is going to happen. So it, it's so cool. I, I ne like I said, I've never read the series, never read the novels for this particular character. And I'm in love with it right now. Like I can't get enough of this. Yeah, it is incredible to see this. This issue is very action packed. It's showing a lot of Thrawn strategy coming into play, like just in terms of action. I mean, we see plans of his come into play from, you know, something sneaky or something like, oh, that timed up perfectly. But this is him taking action. It kind of reminds me of uh, the season three finale of Rebels when he 
uh, goes to attack him and his fleet go to attack chopper base and they just rain down on um, the rebel Alliance at that point. And it's just crazy to see how like everything that he had ready to go just panned out. And um, obviously he didn't know about the Bendu. The Bendu is what stopped him at the end of season three. And uh, they kind of put a pin in his, his plans a little bit, but if the Bendu wasn't there, I mean, you know, the rebels wouldn't have done this. Rebels wouldn't have done that. The Death Star probably wouldn't have been blown up. You know what I mean? There's a whole chain of events that were allowed to happen because Thrawn wasn't successful with his mission in Rebels at the end of season three. That's one thing I hope Filoni does bring to live action is the Bendu. I want to see that oh, into yeah. live action form. Yeah. Bendu would be very, very cool. And that's that's a pretty deep cut Easter egg. I believe one of the original names for Jedi in George Lucas's uh, like original drafts for Star Wars was Bendu, like like the okay. Bendu instead of the Jedi. And um, it's kind of cool how um, that was incorporated into the Disney canon. I'm sure that's by Dave's doing and <laughs> Dave being uh, George's protege. I'm not 100% sure on that, so don't quote me on it, but... I mean, there's a lot of little things that are nods to George that get snuck in. So what is your interpretation of the Bindu? Uh, I mean, he says it himself. He goes, I'm the one in the middle. I'm the Bindu. That's uh, he's the gray. He's the gray. Yeah. It's, it's kind of cool. Cause he, when, when Kanan is throwing a little pity party for himself about being blind and being a failure and not being a great leader. And Bindu's like, I'm not having it, dude, like pull up your pants and, <laughs> get over it and you know use your use the force you can see like it's just come on figure it out you can do it and um i get a little bit of rom coda vibes from that from the force unleashed games but it's it's cool to see how bendu motivates but um i mean he was encouraging and that seemed like from more of a light side perspective but he also um protected the rebels just because they were so outmatched by the empire yeah you know, he kind of brought balance to that. And um, I believe he holds on to the Sith holocron that they find. And he, it's, I, there's, I don't know, it's, he kind of teeters back and forth. And I, I like that a lot. There's a lot of unpredictability with that character. And I would, I would love to, I'd read a Bendu comic. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Disney Marvel, if you're listening, we'd, we'd read it, we'd cover it and it'd be, It'd be very interesting. That's something that has a lot of lore tied to it. And I'm not sure if a ton of people are aware of how crazy Bendu actually is. Do you think we'll see some kind of introduction of Bendu maybe in High Republic since it see how far back he goes, possibly? I mean, that would be interesting if he's around during the High yeah. Republic. Yeah, I guess I, I can't say it's not impossible. Or I, I can't say it's impossible. I mean, it's it's definitely um, – man, that's crazy. Now that you say that, you got me thinking of all the possibilities that can come with introducing that element of Star Wars. And, um, I, I, dude, I'd love to see Bendu pop up on in, if they did like an Ahsoka Season 2. I mean, think about it. It'd be the perfect spot for Bendu to pop up. Mm-hmm. Just with him – or with Ahsoka and Sabine, I believe Pretty is the name of the planet. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um it's been a minute because it's already been a month or so <laughs> since that's been out but just you know you see anakin skywalker show up in the last couple shots of ahsoka but if the bendu was there i mean 
I feel like Ahsoka, the Bendu, and Anakin would be on a very, very similar wavelength for how they they interpret the Force and how they act on certain things. And you know, Anakin leaned a lot more towards the middle than we than we really realized. Ahsoka definitely does, and we yeah. know that. That's that's kind of her her thing now. Um, and Bendu, that's that's been his thing since he's been introduced. So exactly. Yeah, no, sorry about that. We're getting a little sidetracked, but it's, I could just go on and on. Rabbit. Hey, that's the whole point of this, man. That's the whole point of this. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. So, I, I mean, issue five is action-packed. Um, we're trying to be somewhat spoiler-free. I think we'll we'll cover a little bit of the spoilers in issue six because that's what got me to read this comic was kind of flipping to the last page. My buddy, shout-out to uh, my buddy Jed. He's letting me borrow this this book, uh, this this graphic novel, and – I flipped to the back couple of pages and saw what was kind of sitting there. And I'm like, Oh dang, that looks familiar. I'm in say less, let's do this thing. And um, so I, I guess we could kind of go right into that, Ray. Um, yeah. All right. So issue six, this one is great. You get to see him become Admiral Thrawn here. Um, you get to see him. <sighs> okay. My thoughts I got giddy when I heard when I saw, you know, him going up to the Empire and uh, the Emperor and the Emperor giving him his, you know, his medal and yeah. promoting him. But then what got me more is like they tease you with a page of the rebels, and yes. then and then you also get to see Thrawn and Vader interact. Yeah, I mean, I, I was just like, whoa, this is freaking cool, but. I wanted to know more because it was like when like um <laughs> Thrawn's like, oh, I know about you. Like, you know, it's kind of like it's kind of crazy when he tells Vader that. But I it did this right now, not knowing that we had an issue coming out in January, the new series, it was great before yeah. even watching Ahsoka. This story, if I had read this before Ahsoka, I think. I would probably would have been, or even though I was still excited because of Rebels, but it just ties the whole package together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because in Rebels, we only know so much about Thrawn. And this kind of fills in more behind Thrawn in the, these comics. What are your thoughts? Man, it's, I mean, there's a, there's a panel in this comic where the emperor's like Thrawn is brought before the emperor and, you know, he's about to get his little ceremony with a little, his little plaque put on his, uh, his chest. And, um, Palpatine is kind of talking to him. He's like, man, you've, you know, you've done a great job serving the grand, you know, overall empire. And, uh, Thrawn's like, tell me about the death star. <laughs> and then Palpatine's like, how did you figure that out? How did you hear about that? Where did that come from? Cause that's so like, that's such a tight knit group. That's very closed off and secretive and they don't, you know, share that with everybody. And the fact that he's, I, I don't know, he just knows stuff. It's crazy how he just figures all this out. And um, as he is, a, you know, receiving his um, promotion uh, the last, the last little bit here is uh, Lord Vader, come join us. I don't believe you've met Grand Admiral Thrawn, 
And, you know, it's Darth Vader making eye contact with Grand Admiral Thawne. And he says, I'm pleased to finally meet you. And Vader goes, as am I. Or I'm pleased we have finally met. And Vader goes, as am I. And that's that's where it ends. And um, it's it's crazy to, to see how that sets up um, Thrawn being involved with um, Phoenix Squadron and how how he gets involved with uh, Lothal and Governor Price uh, chasing after the rebel uh, squadron that we know and love from Star Wars Rebels. And it just sets up a lot. It fills in a lot of the gaps. It's not something I'd say everyone would need to read to understand Thrawn, but it definitely wouldn't hurt. And it would probably make the character so much more interesting, intriguing, enjoyable. I mean, that's what you get when you read the side content and watch the shows. You just get, more about those characters that are introduced that you love and maybe that you don't know about that you will love. And these are, these are the the best ways to, to learn more. Exactly. So like I said, you know, we want to give shout outs to our comic book shops who are, you know, sponsoring us. Um, Let's talk about yours first, since they already know about mine. And we'll talk about mine as soon as, you know, we finish talking about your comic shop. So tell us a little about yours. Yeah, so Lang's comic books uh, and collectibles. Um, Todd and his son Connor have been gracious enough to sponsor me with a handful of comics to cover. We got Dr. Afra, Darth Vader, and um, the current Star Wars run. So um, I, I've met, uh, I've known Todd for a little bit now, just kind of being a, a regular at his store. And I just kind of went up to him and was saying, hey, we, we'd love to, to get your name out there. Um, just kind of on our platform and see what see what can be see what you can provide for us to to just kind of help get more Star Wars content uh, out there and um, we're working on um, some more stuff with with Todd and hopefully we we get to talk more about stuff coming from Todd and Connor in the future and uh, we might have one of them on someday to talk about their store and it's I mean it says comic books and collectibles boy there's I could spend hours in that store just looking at everything that they have to offer they got Funkos they got Pokemon cards, magic cards. They got, I mean, anything you can think of that's related to any kind of pop culture fandom. It's, there's something there for everybody. And, um, it's, it's over in, uh, Muskegon, Michigan here. And it's relatively close to, you know, me and Colin and Ray and a couple others, uh, that are on the podcast here. And it's, it's, I just love what this store is about. And, um, I'm very thankful for the opportunity that's been presented to us, and hopefully, uh, there's there's more to come in the future from from Lang's comics and collectibles. Sweet. So, guys, if you're in Michigan, do they have sub boxes there where you can do subscriptions? Yeah, they do, and they also have an online store um, where they have a ton of stuff on their their page. They sell through Amazon. They've got eBay, and I believe there's a few more. Um, we can we can get those links out there. Um, but I guess I just wanted to showcase this Dr. Afra variant cover for those of us who are watching on video. This is the Ray, I believe you have this yourself. Um, yes, sir. this is one of the variant covers for the 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi, and it's got uh Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Yoda Force Ghosts on Endor, and it goes hand in hand with this um this other variant for the main Star Wars series where it's got you know, 3PO and Wicket and Chewbacca, Leia, R2, Luke, and um, everybody's just kind of standing there. Cause it, it just, it just goes hand in hand to me. Cause I mean, these, 
these two shots are pretty close together in the actual movie, but um, I'm, I'm super thankful that um, Todd was able to provide me with variant covers um, of the, the series that's running right now. And it's just cool. I love the artwork of these covers. There was a, a clone Wars anniversary a variant cover of Darth Maul with his like spider legs that they had at the shop. And I, I almost picked that up for myself personally, but I had to hold back a little bit, but it was, it was very cool to see what they had. Uh, for well, this. Actually turn that comic to the back there. That series, if you're a vision fan, their vision series is coming out too as well. So keep a lookout in your comic book shop. They're going to be doing that series in a uh, comic book form. So you get a chance to pick that up as well. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. And then on the back of this other variant, we got High Republic number one. So we, we're we definitely going to try to cover some High Republic as well. Um, we're, we're, we don't want to bite off more than we can chew, but there's <laughs> there's definitely a lot to read from the Star Wars side of things um, that is that is coming up here. Um, I mean, Darth Vader's always got a lot going on. The main Star Wars series has a lot. Dr. Aphra, I mean... They pulled Black Chrysanthemum. I believe Black Chrysanthemum came from Dr. Aphra, and he was in the yeah. book of Boba Fett, which was cool, so cool to see. And I mean, who knows what else they could pull? And it's just cool to just to kind of be there first and read the comics and really appreciate when the little things are nodded at in like the shows and the movies. And because I remember watching the book of Boba Fett with my roommates up at school, and I saw Black Chrysanthemum pull up and like shut the front door. They put Black Chrysanthemum in here, and my roommates are you know, who and and Han, like who's black or sand. I'm like, boy, howdy, let me tell you. And, you know, of course I'm the nerd up there, but it's, you can be that nerd to your friends who knows all the stuff. If you read the comics and you know, <laughs> it, it doesn't pay off as much as you'd think like Cad Bane pulling up in Boba Fett. And like, if you watch the clone Wars, like, Oh, it's so cool. You know who Cad Bane is, but black or Santin is a different level of um, involvement in the star Wars fandom, if you will. That's just bias, but on my opinion, but I'm looking forward to reading that series as well because I don't know much about her. And then also the Dark Droid series, there's supposed to be a new um threat to the galaxy that's supposed to be coming up at the end of this Dark Droid series. So that's gonna be another issue story arc that we're gonna want to get into um as well. There's so much stuff. Dark Horse is doing um gonna be taking uh some issues as well for Star Wars. We're going to get the Mace Windu series. Man, there's so much yeah. content. Well, guys, we're going to do our best to bring you as much as we can for the comic book side. Uh, of course, we're going to give a shout out to my comic book store, which is Dragon's Lair Alamo Ranch, um, located here in San Antonio, Texas. You can get subscriptions for your comics. You can actually, if you want to add books, you can do it online um, through the app for your subscription. Then there's also, they have Pokemon you know, games, they have magic, everything that, you know, us kids or adults want. <laughs> um, great comic book store to go to. Um, atmosphere is great. Um, they're also nearby Crumble Cookie, so you can actually get your comics and pick up some cookies afterwards. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. But definitely support your comic book shops. You know, without them, we would not have this contents that we're seeing on TV um, and movies right now. Um, so go out there and support them. You know, they're the ones that, you know, keep, you know, our entertainment, you know, there for us. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it sounds like both of our stores that we're getting these comics from 
have more to offer than just comics, which is kind of a bonus because, I mean, you might go in there thinking, oh, yeah, I got a couple comics. You might see a Funko Pop that catches your eye, or I guess you might find a pack of top Star Wars cards like what David found at Best Buy, and you might pull a one of 25 Mandalorian. Who knows? I mean, it's I'm going to go uh, hit the Black Friday deal up at Lang's Comics and Collectibles here this week, and it's going to be – it's they they got a ton of cool deals going on. So if you're interested in that, just feel free to look up uh, Lang's Comics and Collectibles, Muskegon, Michigan. It's right on their Facebook. They post their deals everywhere, and um, they, they're definitely very personable people. They remember uh, their customers, and they they like to help you find what you like. And, you know, obviously as a store owner, that's a huge goal that a lot of them have. But it's it's very cool to to get to know these people that – care so much about these fandoms that we also care about. And um, I mean, we all have our different ways about for caring about these things. Like for us, we're just talking about star Wars. We love star Wars. That's why we're here. And, you know, uh, Todd and his son Connor running their store. They got that. There's so much cool stuff there, man. They they've got, I'm sure they've got so many cool stories that are just revolving around the things they have in their store. And um, they, they definitely, I don't know. It's kind of motivating. It's it'd be cool to start a shop, but <laughs> I, it's I, it's too risky for me at this point. But they 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 got it down pat, and and I'm perfectly content just being a a customer at their store. Nice. Well, we're gonna give you a little sneak peek of a picture of somebody that we interviewed this past Sunday. So, guys, if you don't know who this is, Zach, tell them who it is. So that's Ross Beadman, and he. He plays our favorite youngling in Revenge of the Sith, and he was super, super cool to talk with. Uh, we we talked to him for probably a good 45 minutes or so, and um, he had a lot of things to talk about and a lot of cool stories about his time on set and meeting Hayden and Ewan and um, having a brief interaction with George Lucas. And it's cool to see how he got his position in the Star Wars universe, and um, it looks like he's getting more involved with excuse me, get more involved with um, some conventions here in the States post COVID. And um, there's a couple of things to, to work out the nitty gritty, but it, it'd be cool to see him pop up in more spots. And um, yeah, it, it, there are a lot of, a lot of fun things to talk about with Ross. So you can definitely check that out on, on Patreon. And it's, it, it blew me away. I might go listen to it myself just because there was so much to take in from, I mean, he had a small role, but everybody knows who his character is. Everybody knows who his character is and the line that he has. And um, that's, you know, when people just kind of go, oh, no, what's going to happen? And it's it's kind of when things get crazy in Revenge of the Sith. But it was, it was just cool to to talk with him and, and get to learn a little bit more about the Star Wars universe from behind the scenes that we didn't know before. So my buddy or my buddy, call him my buddy. So I sent him the photo um, of I'm actually going to upload this real quick. Um, so T Fury has a shirt that they dude, it's, it's so weird how things fall into play. Um, and I was, it just happened that Monday morning. I'm flipping through my Instagram and I'm a big t shirt guy. I buy from T Fury, ripped apparel. They take my money. I just like wearing <laughs> geek, I wear geek shirts. So when I'm at work, I'm dressed business. If you see me in the street, I'm wearing baseball caps, geek t-shirts. Um, and so I see this shirt. And as soon as I saw it, I sent it to him on Instagram. I was like, dude, check this out. And he was like, oh, dude, that's so cool. Um, and uh, 
he he kind of replied back to it and uh i was kind of like what did you think and he's like that's so cool seeing himself on a t-shirt and uh so guys if you're watching us if you're watching this you know on youtube um this is the shirt that they had it is a oh, cool wow. shirt yeah order 66 it has the clone troopers vader uh palpatine and yoda and then you see the famous scene photo with anakin and him on it this cool t-shirt to rock um of course they only put it up for so long and then they pull it off the sites but he loved the shirt and he was pretty stoked that i sent him that picture because he's like he didn't even know about it um but it was fun uh dude is cool laid back go check out the interview sign up to patreon so you don't miss out on stuff like this we've got so much stuff in store that we're working on it's not even funny <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, there's tons, tons coming our way, and I guess we're uh, we're gonna be at SpaceCon um, in uh, San Antonio, and Hayden Christensen is confirmed to be attending, um, and I I got everything squared away to to have my my time with Hayden, and I can't wait. It's gonna be incredible. I'm I, the tough part is figuring out what I'm gonna have him sign. I think I got an idea, but I. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. It's going to be so fun, so incredible. Such an awesome experience, new things to to see, people to meet and um there's a lot of time between now and then, but if I I mean, I'm from Michigan and I'm I'm going to be flying to Texas for this convention with I believe Colin and I will be flying out there and it sounds like James will be coming as well and we'll all be hanging out with uh with David and Ray in their neck of the woods at this convention. Yeah, it's definitely going to be fun. They just started introducing the guests that are going to be there there's more to be dropping pretty soon uh, of course you know zach was this um, this is kind of his work first big big convention that he's gone to from what you know he told us yeah and um he was kind of worried about the you know getting his tickets to make sure he gets autograph and photo op i kind of told him you got to jump on it because they go fast which is no kidding yeah um he messaged me the other day it's like dude they already sold out of this and that so you definitely want to jump at this don't miss out um because it's gonna go fast and there's gonna be some other guests that they're bringing to as well um and once we get more announcements we're gonna of course share them on here uh I don't know if you've guys, I mean, I'm pretty sure you guys have been to other conventions and stuff and you've met, you know, some of these people, but Hayden doesn't do very many conventions. He's starting to do some more now. Yeah. One of the things that we did talk about when we talked with Ross was how crazy would it be to have the two of them together at a convention together and to have that photo op to recreate that scene where he's standing on one side and Anakin standing on the other side and then Someone's got to bring a lightsaber and just have, and you yeah. know, Hayden just turn that lightsaber on and have a picture with him and, to create that photo. You know what I mean? That would, that would be, be so, so cool. Yeah, that would be so iconic. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. You know, if he can come down to Texas, if they can bring him down, that would be awesome. I'm pretty sure a lot of fans would want to meet the youngling. <laughs> now he's not the way he used to anymore. This dude's kind of built. Dude's cut. Yeah, cut MMA training fighter boxing. You'll be surprised if you see when you see the video on uh, the interview on Patreon. Anakin might not win anymore, I guess. Let me <laughs> let me put it that way. 
but yeah it's definitely like i said there's so much more stuff that that we're going to be bringing to you guys we're working on more interviews um i'm working on the comic side as well to get artists and writers on the show the one i'm really looking forward to as well for comic wise is the mace windu one yeah uh, i'm a big mark bernardin fan who works with kevin smith i mean he's even worked on star trek he's worked on a couple of the shows as well he's a big star trek fan he's a big battlestar galactica fan he's a star wars fan he's one of us and i really want to see what he's going to bring story-wise in the mace windu series it's going to be very interesting yeah definitely just just keep an eye out for what's to come from us and I'm sure we'll be posting about it wherever and whenever we can. And um, yeah, I believe you could find us, uh, man, I'm trying to remember all the the names of the socials. I hear David list them forever, but um, here we go. you can We're post some of them here. You can yeah. go to Instagram at Star Wars stuff podcast. And then also we've got X, X or Twitter, Twitter whatever you want to call it at stuff pod. And then we also got the new one threads yeah just star wars stuff podcast all one word and i believe we got uh you could email us at star wars stuff podcast or star wars stuff podcast at gmail.com and yeah there's there's a handful of ways to ask us questions reach out to us uh give us suggestions for things you'd like us to talk about and um and of course we're on youtube at star wars stuff podcast feel free to check us out subscribe and be there for when we go live and um, there's there's definitely a lot a lot on the horizon. So don't want to beat a dead horse with saying that, but there's there's just a ton coming. And then guys, like we said before, don't miss out. Be a patron. There's cool stuff they give you um, that you get if you're a certain tier, and they send boxes and stuff like that, and you get exclusive content. You know what is it? Commercial free? I think it is. Yeah, commercial free for listening to stuff like what we're doing right now. Nice. Absolutely. The audio and video. So, like I said, guys, just come in, you know, join us. We really appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to us on your way to work or while you're working. um, Because we're geeks just like you. And, you know, we're doing or we think the way you think and have crazy ideas like you do. So all we're doing is just bringing it to you. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess um, with that all being said, um, my name is Zach and for Ray, may the force be with you. Always.